0: welcome to wilhelm i am your host ben beck and this is our annual holiday episode that's right my guests and i this episode are going to reveal and discuss our choices for our top five favorite holiday movies and by holiday movies we're talking the traditional variety i know this was a little bit of a point of contention with my guests before we started but it's fine uh but we're gonna save those debatable movies for future episodes uh but that brings me to my guests they are both returning guests to wilhelm please welcome jamie dimmick and mark kirkman back to wilhelm hey (laughs) hey Yeah, we, okay. we we had a little bit of a debate yeah uh online but nothing too too no. contentious to the point where we hate each other now which is good no no. no
1: no no but we got it to the point of what we needed to do
0: yes yeah. so so when I oh, say, wait
2: you debated with mark as well not just me actually no, well, yeah. no
0: mark <laughs> didn't debate as much as you did you went to you went to war with me on one movie oh probably I
2: feel very strongly about that
0: all right, so. um,
1: probably as much <laughs> as I did to Jamie, but I wasn't really ready to battle Ben <laughs> because this is his podcast. Right. And I'm not ready to do that. So I'm here to play by his rules.
2: Oh, no, I'm playing by the rules. I just had to give him a
0: hard time up until Of oh, course, it, she did. It even got to the point where at one point I said to Jamie in chat, I was like, hey, look, my show, my rules.
1: There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, so the, I mean, so the point of contention is, you know, when we're talking about holiday movies, for this episode in particular, we're talking about the traditional holiday movies, movies that are definitively Christmas movies. There's nothing about the movie that can be debated as to whether or not is it is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to hear as, as, as unfortunate as it is, because it's one of my favorites. You're not going to hear Die Hard appear on anybody's list. You're not going to hear Gremlins or Batman Returns. And the movie that was the big point of contention was a nightmare before christmas with jamie. Christmas I. movie. Well, <laughs> what cracked me up the most about our conversation was you said we were talking about uh, you said like it's everybody who says it's a halloween movie is 100% wrong and then I they I, are. Threw, I threw a couple debatable topics at you. And you were like, well, anybody who debates this is wrong. It's a Christmas movie. And I was like, you just admitted people debate it. That was the point I was trying to make. That is why it is not on the list. Yeah, but they are wrong about debating it. It is 100% a Christmas movie. But this that's is, another time. <laughs> this conversation for another episode of Will. Uh, yes. <laughs> I actually was going to do that episode earlier. Uh, I was planning on doing that episode this year. And for some reason, schedule wise, I couldn't fit it in. But. Uh, It'll be fun when we get to that next year. You should
1: actually bring that up as a debatable.
3: Oh, it will be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, When we talk about that episode, when we do that episode next year about debatable Christmas movies, like I said, die hard. um, And believe it or not, I I don't know if this is on anybody's list and if it is like, it's totally acceptable. A big, a movie we're getting into debates already. um, A movie that I honestly consider that I honestly think is not a Christmas movie, even though it takes place at Christmas. Um, this is a big point that I make because one of my best friends will die on this, will fall on the sword that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. That just because the movie takes place at Christmas, it has nothing to do with Christmas, so it is not a Christmas movie. And my big my big rebuttal to that is, if that is the case, then mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life is also not a Christmas
2: movie. Exactly. Neither-
0: and neither's Home Alone. Right? Exactly. <laughs> there are so many. If that is your point, in that just because it takes place at Christmas doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. If that is your point, then there are a lot of movies that are not Christmas movies. But th- again, that is a topic for another episode.
1: Well, after you stated that about Nightmare Before Christmas, I had to change my number two. So. I told
0: you earlier Nightmare Before Christmas was a no.
1: I, I had to change
0: mine too. Don't
1: worry. All right. That's fine. It was my number three. We're good. <laughs> I had a backup See? plan.
0: Look, we—I'm sure we all have a bunch of honorable mentions that we can throw in there if something doesn't count. But
1: that's exactly it.
0: <laughs> yes, but for this for this particular episode, we're going to discuss the movies, our top five favorite holiday movies that are cannot be argued whether or not they're Christmas movies. They are absolutely Christmas movies. Um, no debate about any of them. Uh, that said. We there's three of us, so it's going to take us a little longer. What do you say we get into this? Let's do it. Uh, so as per usual, none of us have shared our choices ahead of time as not to influence each other. So I don't know any of Jamie or Mark's choices. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't know any of mine. Also, uh, as always, there is a chance of spoilers. So you have been warned. And one thing I forgot to mention for the first time ever on this podcast, make sure you stick around to the end because we have feedback Yay! Yay! Awesome. <laughs> I actually, I reached out. I put it on social media that I was looking for feedback from listeners, and we got a bunch, which is awesome. So, uh, if you left me feedback, chances are you're going to hear the feedback read at the end of the episode. So make sure you stick around. Awesome. Uh, that said, let's dive into it. Top five favorite holiday films. Jamie, we're going to start it with you. What have you got for number five?
2: Number five. I was told by my daughter that I absolutely had to include this movie. So this is her pick, but I'm not mad at it. Okay. The Year Without
0: a Santa Claus. Okay. Oh, that's good. I believe The Year Without a Santa Claus. Is that a Rankin and Bass? Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. I know there's a lot of that one, too. Yeah, I know there's a lot of those claymation specials. Most of them are Rankin and Bass, but I think there are a select few that weren't, which is why I had to ask.
2: She has recently become obsessed with it. We watched it, I think, seven times now, <laughs> and my son dances to it. So it's a big, it's a big <laughs> one in the house this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. That's one I actually haven't seen uh, in quite a number of years. And I think of all the Rankin Bass specials, I think that's one of the later ones as well. Yeah,
1: it was. It was towards the end of the sixties, into the seventies. No, think.
0: no, year without a Santa Claus was seventy four. Oh really? Yep. Oh okay. Yep. So that's why I said it's a. it's one of the later ones because I think the majority of the other ones happened in the sixties. In the
1: sixties, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh you know, Rudolph Frosty, uh, yeah, they all happened within uh I think in the sixties. Okay. So yeah, yeah. dear without a Santa Claus was one of the later ones in nineteen
2: seventy four. I I like the I like the message in that one, like, hey, adults get tired
0: and need a break and need your support once in a while too. Yeah, yeah they do. And how can you go wrong with Mickey Rooney as Santa? (laughs) I'm actually surprised that didn't come up in uh, the last episode when we talked about our favorite movie Santas.
1: Yeah, you and Alex brought that up, too, didn't you? I don't think
0: Mickey Rooney came up, no. No. Or did it?
2: Heat Miser and Cold Miser kind of run away with the movie. Like, when you think of this movie, that's what you think of more than Santa. You think of Heat Miser and Cold Miser.
1: Yes. Yeah. I had friends that actually did a cover of the Heat Miser song, as a cover band. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Cool.
0: Uh, Mark, where do you stand? You number five. My
1: number five? That would be Last Christmas from 2019. So I'm going to whamageddon you with Last
0: <laughs> Christmas. Doesn't count if you sing it. It's only if it's <laughs> the actual
1: one. All right. With Amelia Clark, Henry Golding, Emma Thompson, and Michelle Yeoh. Uh, a very heartfelt and based upon a heart within the movie itself i had to go see this with one of my best friends because she couldn't go see it with her husband because he didn't like lovey-dovey kind of christmassy kind of movies so she and i went and she goes you didn't fall asleep yay so go (laughs) me for a good friend but I also enjoyed it, and it, it did put a tear to my eye. And it's one of those that I highly rank. And it is within the past few years that we got a movie that was very good. And Amelia Clark was really great in it, as well as Michelle Yeoh and uh, H- Henry Golding as well.
0: It's one I haven't seen. Um... I think, and I think, honestly, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I think the main reason I've avoided seeing it was because of the name of the movie. The song. <laughs> and, and and constantly playing, uh, yep. participating in Whamageddon every year. Yep, I know. So, so, for, so for listeners out there that, aren't, that may not be aware of what Whamageddon is, it's a game that is played it's it's gaining popularity more and more every year, and it's basically you go from December first until december twenty first you go as long as you can without mm-hmm. hearing the song last Christmas by Wham um at this point i I am out of the game I already heard it as I know both you have you got yeah have, I have yeah. too. As well. yeah uh so we're both already out of the game I, but I, I
1: work I, in an in an, in an industry where they play christmas use music all the time. And then I show up in the store and they are
0: playing it. And I'm like, God. Oh, well, I, well, I work in damn. an industry where I'm constantly in stores and restaurants. Yeah, I know. And then you're going to have to hear it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually shocked I haven't heard it that way. Instead, I had a friend intentionally make me hear it. It didn't happen until today, until well, I heard
1: it. And, this was
0: the first time in four years I've heard it. At really? Christmas. Yes, I've. Oh. I've survived went again and for the past four Christmases. Oh, you're lucky. Which is why I probably <laughs> haven't seen this movie. Alexa uh,
2: got me the last two years running.
0: Really oh, play, playing Christmas music?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, that's husband. why you have to play disco. <laughs> Alexa, play disco.
0: No, stop it. <laughs> although, although she wouldn't have heard you on my end. because They got headphones on. Although Jamie, Jamie's heard hers. I caught. Yeah, (laughs) she had to mute her microphone, Um, but no, I'm seeing like, yeah, directed by Paul Feig, who I'm a fan of as well uh, and written by Emma Thompson. So, yep, this might be a movie I'm going to have to check out because I am an Amelia Clarke fan from Game of Thrones.
1: Yep. And uh, Emma Thompson's really good in it as well because she makes a cameo. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is really good in it, too. Oh,
0: Peter Serafinowicz is in the movie as well. Yep. As the theater producer. I'm going to have to add this along with many other movies to my list of movies I need to watch. There you go. Cool. So moving on to my number five, uh, I went with a Christmas comedy, one from 1988, uh, one that stars Bill Murray and Bobcat Goldwaith. I went with Scrooged. (laughs) That was in my honorable mentions. It is such. So, okay. It's a weird, twisted take on A Christmas Carol, which mm-hmm. I love. But I'll be totally honest with you. What sells me on? The, I mean, and it's great because Bill Murray is such a comedic treasure and comedic genius. The whole movie is is excellent. It's good. It's great. Yeah. But the end, the end when he gives when he interrupts that the whole production speech. and he gives that whole speech. Yeah, man, like. I know this is a comedy and it's a twisted comedy, but that speech he gives hits me every time I hear it all right about like, you know, you don't have to, you know, just to sum it up, like you don't have to receive to give like and it it doesn't have to be a lot to give. If you have something to give, like just give somebody a sandwich, give somebody a blanket if they're cold, like from the heart
1: is literally what it is. It's it's
0: the whole point. And that's my number three, by the way. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, so, we'll save a little bit of it, too, in case there's anything you want to add on to it. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, like if for nothing else, that end with him <laughs> and Bobcat Goldwave keeping the booth hostage. <laughs> 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 um, it, it's just it's so well done. It's such a really new, interesting perspective on A Christmas Carol. Mm. And the cast is just amazing. I mean, the cast is great. I mean, like I said, you have. Uh, Bill Murray, Karen Allen, who plays Claire, you have John Forsythe, John Glover, Bobcat Goldwaith, Carol Kane, uh, Michael Pollard, Robert Goulet, Buddy Hackett, Lee Majors. Like, it's just. <laughs> and Bill Murray's brother. Al- Alfre Woodward. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, John Murray, Uh mm-hmm. who plays his act, who plays his brother in, in the movie.
1: Yep, And he didn't um, get a VCR. <laughs> he, th- he
0: did get a VCR <laughs> in the end,
1: though. I know, I know.
0: <laughs> it's only your top-notch, top-of-the-line VCR. Um, it's just, man, I love the movie so much. So it had to yeah. make my top five. Yeah. So that that is the movie that is in my top. That is my, uh, my number five. Cool. Jamie, number four. Number four. I'm also going to go with a comedy.
2: National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
0: Honorable mention. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) How can it not be in any of our lists or honorable mentions? Obviously. Shitter's full.
2: I was gonna say, who doesn't say shitter's full during this season?
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, you know, I know that's one of the most quotable lines of the movie. Like shitter's full. Honey, have you checked our shitter? Like, I know that's a quotable line. My I think the line I quote most from that movie, though, is hallelujah. Holy shit where's the Tylenol <laughs> after he gives the whole yeah. thing after getting the fruit of the month club or jelly of the month club. Yep. I, like it's just, I wish I knew I used to know that entire thing and I, by heart. I, I yeah. by heart and I've forgotten a lot of it because it's been a while since I've seen the movie. <laughs> it's been like a two or three years since I've seen the movie. So I don't always remember it. Um, but man, that, that you're right. That's a good one.
2: It yeah,
0: it's just Christmas. I can't I have to watch it every year. Mm-hmm. it's it's Christmas and it's a comedy, but and it's exaggerated, but it it is it is the stress of what many families feel mm-hmm. this time of year. And yes, the crazy relatives are exaggerated, but you've got
2: somebody in your family who reminds you of at least one of those relatives. yeah,
1: yeah, especially the grandfather.
0: <laughs> Every everybody's got those parents or some version of those parents. Everybody's got that crazy cousin or nephew that reminds them of Cousin Eddie. Yep. Like it's just of all the vacation movies, the first one is a classic, but Christmas Vacation kind of just stands out on its own. Yeah. Because I,
1: it, it was a staple for the holiday itself and that's what really is what had mattered at yes. that point. Yeah.
0: That was a that's a good choice. I I would have been shocked if it wasn't in, like I said, if it wasn't in any of our top fives or at the very least honorable mentions. If it yeah. didn't come up, I would I was going to be surprised. Yep. Mark number four.
1: Uh, for me, that would be the holiday from two thousand six. Man, with-
0: you are picking some movies I did not expect. Jude <laughs> Law, I
1: am Cameron Diaz, lie. Kate Winslet, Eli Wallach jack black and rufus sewell so i really embrace and enjoy watching that movie i actually watched it during the summer recently too when i was dealing with the whole selling of a house and everything else just to get a little bit of comfort you know and and to me it it was uh, it's still a great movie and jack black is really good at it because it's not Comedic, it's more dramatic with him.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to just bring up Jack Black for that movie too, because that's a that's a role I actually really do enjoy. him.
1: Yeah, in. he he really came through with this, and I I think I really appreciated what he brought to what was going on. Kate Winslet as well, uh, Cameron Diaz not being so I, I hate saying stupid or that clutzy or goofy kind of acting that she usually does within the mask or any, or the Charlie's angels movies. But in this, we get something out of her that is truly passionate in what she was doing within the character. And, I, and ju law himself too, you know, a lot of people would hate on Ju law, but honestly, I, I really appreciate him as an actor.
0: And, and, and I think, I think John Krasinski and Catherine Hahn are also in the movie. Are they not?
1: I believe so, to some degree, but not much.
0: Yeah. I think they're minor roles. but They're
1: minor roles, yeah. I think
0: they are in the movie.
1: Yeah. But uh, to me, uh, I, I just love the whole feel about it, that two people swap their worlds, and they go to, one goes to London, one goes to LA, and the one from London goes to LA, and just her whole world is turned upside down and changed, as well as the one from LA going to England. And they they find some sort of commonplace and find love at that point, and then through happenstance, it just works out, and they're able to uh, have you know holidays after that.
0: Listen to Mark being the romantic the holiday romantic I, I am shocked. this is like i'm I don't know what to think of this. <laughs> I mean, who I'm is almost, this guy? I, I don't, don't know. I'm what? almost expecting his number one at this point to be Love Actually. <laughs> oh, no he stays silent. It might be <laughs> <laughs> either that or like Bad Mom's Christmas or something. Oh, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Forget
1: about that one.
0: <laughs> I forgot that should be on my list. Uh, no, that's I, that's actually a really good pick. That's another movie I haven't seen in a while. But you're right, like Jack Black and uh, uh, Kate Winslet are the standouts to me yeah. in that movie. So that's that's a that's a fun movie to watch. Uh, so brings me to my number four, and I am going with a sequel for my number four, and that is Home Alone Two. Uh, <laughs> I, I it's a it's it can be debated. But I honestly think that Home Alone 2 has the edge on Home Alone 1. It does, because
1: it's, it's in uh, it's in Manhattan at that point.
0: But I don't Man. even think it, it has anything to do with the city. I think the city enhances it. Mm-hmm. I think being in New York City enhances it. I just think I like the story a little bit more. And I think the jokes and the pratfalls are a little better. I also feel like it's a little more Christmassy. It
1: is. It is.
0: Well, because you're in a city in in the at the heart of Christmas, which New York City is known for being festive at Christmas time. Whereas the first one took place simply in a house, mm. you know, which could have been at any time of the year. Um, yeah. So, you know, going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of how some movies could be mm. considered not Christmas movies just because they take place at Christmas. Home Alone is one of those movies that. It really, it's a kid just yeah. left at home. I mean, with the exception of the reason why he's left at home was because they went away for the holidays. It's really and, all that makes it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Whereas and he whole- uses
2: some decorations for traps.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, whereas you're right. This one takes place in a city at Christmas time. the The holiday season is part of the story that's being told. It's one of the elements of everything that is happening. So, I, yeah, you're right. I think Home Alone 2 feels more like a Christmas movie than the first one.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, oh. But there are just, man, there are so many, of of the, of the both movies, Home Alone 2 has more movies that, has more moments that makes me laugh harder than the first book. Well, is it because of Tim Curry, really? Tim Curry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tim Curry. There is a Tim Curry moment. That is one of my top three favorite moments from that. Okay. And it is the moment when uh, Catherine O'Hare slaps him across the face. Yep. (laughs) And, And the look on his face and the little lip quiver he does of pretending and holding back, trying not to cry. Yep. That is one of the best and most brilliant pieces of acting. I think Tim Curry has ever done. Oh, yes. Other than being, other than being Frankfurter and Rocky Horror Picture Show, exactly, <laughs> um, and the I... Devil in Legend, and there's others. Yeah, and it. clue, 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 yes. and it. Yes. Okay. There. Uh,
2: I mean. Okay. I, but I still, along with the Tim Curry thing, one of my favorite scenes is the. Um. He's got the movie playing. hmm And Tim Curry's at with like at the end at the door. <laughs> well. Uh, I saw you kissing my brother, sir. I don't think I think you have me
0: confused. You've been (laughs) smooching with everybody. (laughs) Pony Bob with the gimpy leg. Cliff, it's a lie.
2: (laughs) That never ceases to crack me up that whole scene. And then when they run out into the hallway and just duck, <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> because Get the out. guns are blazing and know, yeah, there's
2: and no. Everybody guns. else looks out the door like, "What?
0: What's going on? Get out of here, you nosy little pervert! Or I'm gonna slap <laughs> you silly." Yeah, I will tell you, there's there's a strong competition for worst human in movies between, um, uh, God, what is the uncle's name in Home Alone? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember, but his his uncle in Home Alone and Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> they were useless, basically. Char- don't even get me started on Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe's a piece of shit. He is. He's,
1: he, he was like, hold on. I'm going to get up. I'm going to yeah. start dancing and start moving. Hold Your on. Your daughter me.
0: is making cabbage water for dinner every night, and it takes a ticket to a chocolate factory for you to get out of bed. You're a lazy asshole. Anyway. Exactly. Agreed. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I mean, the, the one part, I'll, I'll say this and then we'll move on to our number threes. My absolute favorite part of Home Alone 2, it is the one part of the movie that no matter how many times I watch the movie, I will crack up every single time, is when Harry is in the, the bathroom and he's pulling on the strings. And the last one he pulls is the flamethrower that likes his head on fire. And Kevin has put kerosene in the toilet. So when he panics and he flips himself and he does a handstand and he dips his head into the kerosene and from outside of the house, you just see that flash and the woof, that cracks me up every <laughs> single time. Don't know what it is, cracks me up. Every, there, I will purposely try not to laugh at that scene, and I can't do it. I, I saw the it.
1: first two movies in a the theater, and I cracked up every time. Both. <sighs> they're,
0: they're so good. They're, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's move on to our number threes. Jamie, what have you got for number three?
2: I think this might be somebody else's, but uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm,
0: I'm, I'm going to hold no. my thought, but go ahead.
2: <laughs> go ahead. I mean, come on. It's such a great movie. My children will not let me watch it yet with them, what? which is killing me. Oh, they've got such weird choices in TV.
0: <laughs> oh, so Uh-oh. you mean they don't want to watch it at all yet? Like, they've never so seen it. So your kids it. are watching no.
1: Krampus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, Alice would do better
2: with Krampus than uh, ghosts. She's weird with ghosts. She's really weird Muppet with ghosts.
0: ghosts. I, Muppet ghosts,
2: okay. I, yeah, but... She's weird with ghosts, but she'd probably do better with Krampus than wow. this one. Because, yeah, I tried it, and then there was a ghost, and we had to turn it off. Well,
1: she's a funny man, Mommy. Look, he's got the horns. <laughs> but,
0: they, but not only are they Muppet ghosts, they sing. I Doesn't that know. make them less scary?
1: I, no, that makes them more scary, according to her. <laughs> apparently, Alice is going to be yeah. like, oh, my God, they scare me. <laughs>
2: I'm going to try again next year. We'll see what happens. We'll but, see. I mean, the music... The story, the acting, it's just such a great movie yeah. and I love it and it's so funny and so much fun and I really, really need my kids to get on board with this movie.
0: Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, you really do. Um, that is in my top five. I will reserve where it falls for now <laughs> uh, because I do have some additional notes. But yes, that is rightful of being in a top five list. Of, of any of ours. Uh,
1: Mark, number three. Well, you already mentioned it. We already talked about it. That would be Scrooged. Okay. And the reason why that means so much to me is because my sister and my brother and I both went to go see that in the theater all together that night just before Christmas. And I, it, it's a movie I watch religiously every year. Yeah every time around Christmas time. So uh, there are other movies that I do that with that are not Christmas related, but you would think they were like Ice Age. But uh, with this one, it meant a lot because it it had the spirit of Christmas within it. And we saw it that year when it came out and I I just really embraced and enjoyed it.
0: It's one I watch. Like I said, it's one I I try to watch every year and I actually haven't, watched it yet this year and I'm running out of time because <laughs> this episode is dropping on Christmas Eve. But at the time we're recording this, it is the 21st. So yeah, I only have a couple more days to get in those holiday movies that I want. But there exactly. are a couple that I reserve specifically for Christmas Eve yep. um, that I haven't gotten to yet on my list. So okay, I'll, I'll wait till we get there. But yeah, Scrooge is one I try and watch every year because it's it's so good. Uh, All right, my number three is something I feel is a Christmas classic. I went with a Charlie Brown Christmas.
2: Nice choice.
1: That's a good choice. Yeah, it is. It's it's just not a movie, but it's a show. It's a TV movie. It's a TV movie, but it's something that's been traditional since what the sixties?
0: Sixty five, I think, was the year that it was it was released. I don't know if it became a yearly broadcast. I don't know if it's been a yearly broadcast every year since then. Mm -hmm. But it's been a long time because, I mean, I remember I'm 42. I remember being growing up on it, six or seven, if not younger, and seeing that that CBS holiday special logo popping up. And the moment you heard that, you knew something was coming. And then you hear the song,
1: Christmas time. La, la, la.
0: Uh, So I I remember at at least 30 years. That has been a yearly. It's a staple
1: in our culture at this point as Americans that we watch that particular show or movie.
0: And there's like, I, I know we're living in a digital age now where we can pretty much watch whatever we want. Mm-hmm. but there's something special about like it Charlie Brown broadcasted Yeah. About Charlie Brown or Rudolph or Frosty or any of those movies. There's something special about still checking the schedule to see when CBS is yep. going to air it and watching it when it airs. Like, I, I know we can watch it at any time, but there's something special about waiting for it to air.
1: I had issues too, because there was one time when they didn't, uh, What was it? Uh, Not Frosty. uh, Frosty and Snowman. It was... uh, uh. Maybe Rudolph? No, 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 no. Jack Frost. And they wouldn't play it at a certain point. There was a certain amount of years where they wouldn't play Jack Frost. And it was uh, Rankin and Bass.
0: Oh! Oh, I didn't know there was a Rankin and Bass Jack Frost. Oh, there was. I know there is a. There's, there's. Yeah, two Jack you're Frost. right.
2: No, I know what I know what Mark's talking about. I remember that movie.
0: Yeah, you're right. And, and you could
1: hardly find it now, and it's really odd. And uh, I was like, wait, where's Jack Frost? We got you know, uh Year without a Santa Claus. I'll
0: be damned. 1979, Jack Frost.
1: Yeah. And yeah,
0: I remember uh, that. the
1: year without a Santa Claus. Uh, there was also uh, Rudolph's shiny new year and things of that nature. All those movies from Rankin Bass, but we didn't get Jack Frost. And I'm I'm going to have to look for it. It makes me think of the Tim Allen, the third movie, you know?
0: Yeah, because I'm looking at the cover of the Jack Frost now. And you're right. It looks like that's probably what they modeled Martin Short after in, in Santa Claus 3. Yeah. Is is the Jack Frost? I know you uh, you and
1: Alex brought that up when we were talking about uh, Santa Claus movies. So, but yeah, yeah, that that kind of reminded me of that, and I'm like, wow, I I really missed that show.
0: Wow, I didn't realize how many movies Rankin and Bass did.
1: They did a ton. They actually have Halloween ones.
0: Well, I, I'm I'm also Christmas seeing ones. too. They also did the animated Hobbit. Yep. Which you didn't. I realize. didn't
2: know that. Yeah, yep. I didn't
0: know that either. They did. They also did Uh, uh, Return of the King. Yeah. Return of the King. Yeah. I'm looking at that now. Yep. Wow. didn't realize they did that many. Yep. Um, Jamie, you were about to say something earlier and then you got cut off. I apologize. Jamie,
2: I've already forgotten what it was. It could not have been that important. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, I had to put Charlie Brown on there. Like I, I recently I, I collect vinyl as well. And I recently just got the soundtrack. To the Charlie Brown Christmas on vinyl. Oh, cool. That I plan to play on my turntable on Christmas Day. Awesome. I purposely have not played it yet. I'm waiting for Christmas Day to play it for the first time.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's and cool. and nice. I got excited when I got it because like it's a classic album. It is. So. All right. We're heading into our top twos. We're actually moving through this at a, at a good pace. I'm excited about this. <laughs> Still got a ton of honorable mentions and our feedback. <laughs> oh yes, we do. <laughs> we're, we're still a ways from the end, but we've we've got our we've we're moving through and I'm happy. We're not uh we're at a good pace. Okay. Uh Jamie number two.
2: Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, Franken and, and Bass. Franken and Bass, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um it I mean, for our lives, you can't deny how awesome that song is and how great he is as the snowman. Yep. But the thing that always struck me is because I've always been a bit of a misfit and the misfit just toys. <laughs> well, the misfit toy. I mean, Rudolph was a misfit. Yukon Cornelius was a misfit. Hermie. Um, Hermie is a misfit. Like they're all misfits and they all find their people and their place. And it always like, as a kid, you know, I was like, okay, someday I'm going to find my people. And I did. You did.
0: Right. We all did. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm still waiting to find my people. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're on Planet of the Apes. It's okay. I, I mean,
2: <laughs> but, but the misfit part always that always made me feel and like even Santa coming back for the toys and finding kids who fit with the toys and all that. I just I love that movie.
0: I it's it's a great movie, and it's actually one of the first, not one of the first, but the first Christmas movie Rankin and Bass ever did. Uh, 1964, I believe. Yep. They only they had only done one movie before that, and I can't remember what it was, but I know it wasn't a Christmas movie. Mm. Um, and as much as I love that movie, that's another one that has that special place of waiting for it to air, because that's how you grew up watching it every year. Was you you had to wait for it to come on, yep, the week of Christmas, and then watch it. So there's, there's still something special about waiting for it. Santa's kind of a jerk. <laughs>
3: yeah, he yes, is. yes, in he that is. movie.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like he's, I, I, I think, I, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't bring him up in la, in the last episode of favorite movie Santas because Santa's kind of a jerk. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah I I agree. Like,
2: it, like he, if he. If he knows when you're sleeping or awake, he knows people are getting picked on and he knows about that island of misfit toys and all of that
0: stuff. And
1: why is he letting those get picked on and at those toy areas or those kids? Well,
0: but not only that, but like you weren't willing to give Rudolph a chance until you had no other choice.
1: Yeah. To light his shiny way.
0: You were (laughs) you were S.O.L delivering presents and finally something Rudolph had something to offer. That's when you gave him a shot. So you're
1: saying Santa was an opportunist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Santa was a jerk. So he was Trump. Santa was the Santa was the Grandpa <laughs> Joe of Rudolph. Oh, that, that's true. Yeah, basically. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get more feedback on Grandpa Joe supporters. <laughs>
2: are there really grandpa joe supporters i don't know because i don't know most,
0: <laughs> most of the people that i talk to are in complete agreement that grandpa joe's a, a, a douchebag but all right <laughs> that's not to say i love that movie so much but grandpa joe is still a douche. yeah um mark you're number two
1: my number two well, that would be it's a wonderful life from 1946
0: it's a good movie. It's a great movie.
1: It's a great it's movie. Brilliant. It's something that you have to watch. It's traditional. Um, You know, what can't we say about it? You know, it's like a classic.
0: I, yeah. I mean, like I said, it can be questioned. Actually, it's not. I mean, it, it. people debate whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And like I said, my rebuttal is always that, well, if your argument is this, then It's a Wonderful Life is not a Christmas movie. But nobody ever debates the opposite. Nobody ever debates that it's a wonderful life is a Christmas movie or is not a Christmas movie.
1: Well, it's always look. It was in Gremlins too. They reference it in Gremlins as a Christmas movie as
0: well. Well, I think I I think they're filmed in the same place too. Yeah, I think the street (laughs) that is filmed in Gremlins is also the street from It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, because it was Universal Studios. Yeah, and Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. They're all filmed on the same lot.
1: Yep. Which you know very well of uh, Back to the Future. Yep.
2: Well, a lot of the 80s Christmas movies and TV shows and stuff always had a running joke of It's a Wonderful Life was played forever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. And then sometime in the early 90s, I think NBC bought the rights to it and said, hey, we're only going to play it once. And they made it an appointment television show. Like I remember being like, oh, wait, we can't watch it whenever? Okay, so I've got to watch... At this time, to actually see it's a wonderful life.
1: Unlike TBS, where uh, it's a Christmas story, and we have to play it 24 hours a day for a week straight.
0: Don't even get me started on a Christmas story. Seriously. (laughs) I Oh, God, I am so over that movie. (laughs) I'm so over that movie.
2: It's the background to Christmas for me. It's not that I love the movie so much. It's just the background to Christmas because of the 24
1: hours. Yeah, I remember when the movie came out and it was something that we watched once a year. But as soon as they put it on 24 hours a day for every Christmas, that's when it got to the point with A Christmas Story. I'm like, okay, I've seen this movie enough times that I actually know it. Um you have the lamp, I think, too, Ben. Oh, I right? do.
0: It's it's in a wreath in my front window. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing from that movie I still love is that lamp.
1: We all do. It's fragile, you know. Uh, Major yeah. award.
2: so i'm guessing a christmas story was not on anybody's top five no
1: it wasn't (laughs) not in mine it wasn't in mine i mean the thing is it's 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 too much of a staple to put into your top five well i mean my opinion
0: and don't get me wrong like it's it's one of those movies that i'll be honest with you like i know we're getting off the topic of it's a wonderful life (laughs) but while while we're talking about this movie we're talking about a christmas story It's one of those movies I used to love, like I loved that movie as a kid and growing up and then TBS started running it 24 hours a day. Exactly. And I remember like me and all my friends were like, oh, 24 hours. Let's just put it on and watch it. And then you get so bored of it. (laughs) And then after like the second or third year, it's like, God, let's watch something else like, yeah, and it's and it's one of the reasons why. And don't if, if this is any one of your remaining of the top list, It's one of the reasons why I'm a little bothered by the fact that USA plays ELF 247 now.
1: Oh, really? I didn't even know that.
0: (laughs) Because I refuse to watch it 247. Like, I want to watch it once and that's it, because that preserves the magic of the movie. Mm. So, to play a movie 247, whether it's a Christmas story or ELF or any other Christmas movie, that ruins the movie.
1: Well, Elf and A Christmas Story are two of the movies that I have in my honorable mentions, but the thing is is that I still have like seven more. <laughs>
0: <That's> seven.
2: See,
0: <laughs> I got more than that. Yeah.
2: I have like a Christmas story, it like I said, it was in the background. Like we put it on while we did other stuff where we didn't have to pay attention to the TV. So like while we were prepping dinner or even while we're opening presents, we always had a Christmas story in the background. So it's literally in the background of Christmas pictures is a Christmas story. So it's always going to be like a part of Christmas to me.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, very similar to like a sound of music with me during Thanksgiving and into Christmas along with the wizard of Oz, because those were always played at that time on repeat. Depending on the week, yeah, yeah, it, it's something that they used to do in rotation on uh, mainstream TV, whether it be ABC, NBC, uh, you know, UPN nine or whatever it was. Uh, it's not the WB. Beck, I, I, what, what, what was it? WPIX eleven in New York, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that used to be a staple. That in March of the Wind Soldiers. So
2: we're but. not going off on another tangent of that movie. So we should get back to our point. Exactly. Well, yeah, let's go I
0: back. Was, and I was actually just working on that now. Um, you know, in <laughs> regards to It's a Wonderful Life, yeah, it I mean the movie released in 1947 and it was a bomb when it, yeah, released. I it released of all the movies that released at the same time, it was 26th. It opened at 26. Like that's horrible yeah and it wasn't until like the 60s i think this yeah the 60s or the 70s that uh another company bought the rights and decided to air it on television
1: yeah and they put it on rotation
0: and from that point on it became it started to to become a favorite of people's and it started to uh to grow to grow um to grow a in, following to, yeah to go following and become a uh, a beloved traditional christmas movie mm. uh, for a lot of people yeah so all right <laughs> bringing me on to my number two i went with and i mentioned movies i watch on christmas eve every year uh this is one of them i went with santa claus the movie I don't know by the look on Jamie's face if she's ever seen this movie. I've seen it. Nope. Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore, John Lithgow, and yep. in my opinion, the greatest movie Santa of all time, David Huddleston.
1: I remember when that movie came out. I did not see it in the theater, but I did see it the following year on VHS. And then I it was something that was always played on TV. And on cable at that point too.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember watching it. It came out in '85. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it for the first time. I didn't see it in theaters. I remember seeing it for the first time on HBO.
1: Yeah, and I got HBO in 1986.
0: Yeah, so I remember Before seeing I got it. cable. Yeah, I remember seeing it for the first time on HBO as a kid, and it was the movie that reinforced my belief in Santa because it is the most of any movie we've seen so far of Santa Claus. Yeah. It is the most traditional uh, in sense of origin story of Santa. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I do agree with you completely with the whole tradition of Santa. And then of Dudley Moore being – What was his name? Scratch? Patch. Patch. Okay. Yeah. And I remember the character and it it was – just wholesome for a family movie at that time, because at that time they were starting to transition into more weird stuff when it came to like Christmas movies.
0: So Jamie, the basic premise of this movie is that David Huddleston is Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. uh, Dudley Moore uh, as patch is one of his elves. And at one point, one Christmas Santa decides to have a contest to see who the lead elf to, who's going to become his new head elf. And it's between Patch and another elf, uh, Dooley. That was the other, that was the other one. Yeah. Um, Dooley ends up winning, which causes Patch to leave the North Pole. And he ends up going to New York City, where he meets uh John Lithgow's character, who is the villain of the movie. And John Lithgow, when he finally realizes he actually is a Christmas elf and he has magic, decides to basically try and take over Christmas from Santa oh, no. with, the, with the help of an elf. Yep. Um, and there's, you know, there's a, there's a runaway boy that's in the movie that is kind of like friends with Santa and friends with Patch and he's like kind of the go-between. And in the end, like Patch gets himself into a lot of trouble and Santa's the one that has to save him with the help of these kids. It's, it is such a great traditional Santa Claus movie. It's wholesome. It's very wholesome. Um, And it is, it has been my tradition probably for going on 15, 20 years now. It is the last thing I watch before I go to bed on Christmas Eve. Aw. That is, I don't care if I'm up until one o'clock and then I'm ready for bed. It, I, 105, I will put on Santa Claus the movie. It is the last thing I watch before I go to bed. And it's, it's just such a great, wholesome movie. And I, if anybody out there, it's not as well known as it should be, in my opinion. Um, so to anybody out there who's never seen it, I highly recommend it. Yeah, Same I will here. check it out. I will it, definitely check it out. Yeah.
1: It's really good. It, it might be dated, but it's- I
0: really don't think it is, though. Um, I mean, some of the special effects might be dated. Yeah,
1: that that's about it.
0: But the, sto- the story's the stories,
1: the story, uh, the the monologues, everything else is really the, the good. The story
0: is not dated. The language isn't dated. The the characters themselves, like the looks of the characters, are not dated. Like it's how you see David Huddleston as Santa is how you still picture Santa Claus.
1: Yeah, because he has that traditional look of Santa.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you're, I think maybe some of the special effects might be dated because there were 80 special effects. But there's not even really a lot of special effects. No, it's like there's sprinkles and glitter when there's magic involved. And that's about it.
1: That's about it. And then uh, maybe blue screen. Yeah, most.
0: maybe for some, like when the slide is flying. and Yeah, and such, that, but, that,
1: that's really about it. Everything and, and, else is within the story itself. And
0: Jamie, I think your kids might like it, too. I think so, too. I'm not going to lie. I think that I think they might like it. it's got Burgess Meredith, as father time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Like,
0: I'll give it. I'll, that's
2: awesome. I'll give it a shot. I'll, give should. It, I'll <laughs> definitely give it a shot. As long as like right. there's no ghosts in it, right? Uh, no. Uh,
0: no, no. ghosts. OK, no we might ghosts. be OK. No ghosts. We might Just be okay. Santa, reindeer and elves.
2: I think, that's all about. I think
0: they I think they'll be into that. And that's candy and candy, candy Ooh. canes. There's candy canes and lollipops. If you can find Ooh. a candy cane now.
2: Well, wow, Alice oh, doesn't like candy canes because they're minty and she
0: doesn't like mint. Is there a shortage of candy canes right now? There Apparently is. There's there a sh- is. peppermint shortage. Yeah. What? Yeah. Now I feel bad. I get a peppermint mocha co- iced coffee from Wawa like every day.
1: <laughs> Better go get and get it by the gallon.
0: I'm going to have to go and get like <laughs> torrenti peppermint peppermint mocha like syrup. Yeah. Just so I'm prepared. Anyway, <laughs> on to our number one choices. Uh, Jamie what is your number one
2: miracle on 34th street 1947 version that is a
0: great great choice
2: i grown up going to macy's in manhattan in herald square Mm -hmm. every year for pretty much my entire life until the pandemic um you know alice's first santa was that the macy's santa
3: really Um, Wow. yeah
2: and that movie struck a chord with me like I mean, I've always loved that movie, but, um, there was one year in high school, we did a class trip to New York city and my friend and I were like, well, we're going to go see Santa. And she was having a rough time because one of her friends, um, was diagnosed with something and my grandfather was in the hospital. And so Santa's like, what do you want? And my friend's like, I want my friend not to be sick. And I'm like, I want my grandpa not to be in the hospital. And Santa's like, uh, how about <laughs> toys? <laughs> <laughs> but Aww. a couple weeks late, you know, a couple weeks late, like a week or two later, she's like, hey, my friend isn't actually sick. It was a false positive. Everything's good. And my grandpa came home on Christmas Eve from the hospital. That was Santa. Awesome. So as far as I'm concerned, Macy's has the real Santa, and that movie's a
0: true story. And I, you got hey, a good wish, <laughs> which is great. I mean, yeah, it, that uh, that's a great story to have on top of the story itself of the movie. Like, it's a great connection to the movie. Mm-hmm. Edmund, Gwen, Edmund Gwen as Chris Kringle is just yeah, amazing. He was in my list last episode of top movie Santa.
1: Yeah,
2: he's, he's my number one Santa.
1: Yeah, Allison, you... Touched that really good when it, when it came to that movie, and I really appreciate it.
0: I mean, and, and Natalie Wood as as Susan, mm-hmm. adorable. <laughs> Do you know who else is in that movie? Who else? Douchebag Grandpa Joe. <laughs> oh really? That's what I forgot. <laughs> Holy crap!
2: <laughs> okay, you need to put some kind of hype like thing in this podcast like screw Grandpa Joe or something. We brought him up so Hashtag
1: much. screw Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka.
2: Grandpa Joe sucks.
0: Hashtag Grandpa Joe's a jerk. Yeah, uh, Jack Alpertson is one of the postal workers in the movie. Oh, wow. Uh,
2: I'm going to have to watch it again. I haven't watched it yet this year, but... so I'm going to look for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got to see. I, that. I was waiting to, bring, I was kind of hoping somebody was going to bring up Miracle 34th Street, the 1947 version, because we had already mentioned grandpa Joe. And I want, I was hoping somebody would bring it up so that I could mention he was in that movie. But that is, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the remake mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but nothing beats the classic. It's the, the totally classic well is
1: the first one you always go to. The uh, remake is the one that you just watch
0: and because it's yeah. there. And I'll tell you like a personal note with this movie. Something about this movie there. There's something related to this movie that it's not the movie itself. So I want to I want to preface by saying that. But there's something with this movie that pisses me off every Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it is the fact that malls bring Santa in right after Thanksgiving, if not before. Yep. And I'm like, you don't realize how badly you are stepping on tradition by doing this. Mm-hmm. The whole point of waiting until to bring in Santa until Thanksgiving Day for the Macy's Day parade was that Santa finished the parade. Mm-hmm. And that was to mark Santa officially came to town.
2: A hundred percent agree. I do not decorate Same for here. Christmas mean or anything head. until Santa gets into Macy's.
1: Yes. I usually don't decorate until like the first five days of December. Yeah. So
0: I, I have it's, no problem decorating after, right after Thanksgiving. But again, that's because like. like people who decorate all these malls that bring Santa in and like the beginning of November before Thanksgiving even happens, like you are stepping on so many traditions by doing that. I realize it's a commerce thing. It's a money thing. It's an opportunity to make more money by doing more, by doing it for longer periods of time. But the tradition always stood every year. I was growing up was that Santa was not in the mall until he was at the end of the Macy's day parade, because that was the day Santa came to town.
1: And it started then. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Very much much like at the uh, end of summer when we have to wait till Jack Skellington comes out of his coffin. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. Let's not get Jamie Jamie riled
0: up. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm very much the same way, and she and I both know. We have to celebrate. (laughs) Do you know I did see an interesting theory meme? Um, about Nightmare Before Christmas in that Jack Skellington and 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 um, what's the dog's name? Zero. Zero. Jack Skellington and Zero are actually the Grinch and Max. Yes. After they've died.
1: Yep. I've heard that too.
2: I I'm okay with that.
1: I'm fine with it too. But they took Santa's place.
0: <laughs> no, because Santa Claus still exists. Sandy? In that movie? Sand Sandy Claus? Claus? <laughs> Did not the San- okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, um, where were we? Oh, that was Mark's number one. Yeah, Mark. on Mark. You're number one.
1: All right. Uh, the Sabi, sadly, Mark with Love Actually from I knew 2003. It. I, knew
2: it. <laughs> I have a story about this one.
1: With Hugh Grant as the prime minister who loves the new assistant that's there.
0: I want to... I want to re I want to rebut my comment from earlier too. I know I said it jokingly. There is absolutely nothing wrong with this being your number one.
1: Oh, I know that. Yeah. Uh, Um, Keira Knightley, Andrew Lincoln. Come on, the cards thing. You got which is kind of weird. Rick Grimes. That's (laughs) sending the curate
2: that was a Knight, bit creepy
1: the, yes
2: the, the, no the Andrew Andrew Lincoln's character in this movie is weird I like that's the story he's a bit I creepy
1: like yeah he is yeah. I always admit it to that uh, Bill Nye as we get uh, the late the, great it,
0: Alan Rickman
1: uh, yeah late okay. great Alan Rickman as well and uh, and then we get Liam Neeson as well and so Laura many Neeson. wonderful stories within the movie and I just love them, them all uh, I'm leaving out another one with Martin Freeman, Rowan yep. Atkinson. Exactly. The cast of the movie is fantastic. It's amazing. Hey. It's one of those movies I have to watch every year, and uh, you know, it, to me, it's it's one of those things that we did this uh, a live watch party years ago, and we should do it again. But to me, I, I just enjoy watching this movie every year.
2: I was actually talking to my brother about it this year. I was like, saying, and he's like, you know, I've never watched it. And I told him, like, it's the trick or treat of Christmas movies.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> right? <actually> kind of accurate. <laughs> yeah. Right, It's a bunch of stories that kind of like just blend together. Yeah. 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 That's actually really accurate. We are blending. <laughs> I yeah. actually did not see this movie until about five or six years ago for the first time for red nose day no it wasn't red nose day we were this is in the early days of my spotlight podcast when i still had uh two co-hosts and we were doing it as an actual show show not just interviews um we were talking about christmas movies that we had never seen before and love actually had come up because it was one of my at the time co-hosts it was his. Not just one of his favorite Christmas movies, but one of his favorite movies. And we kind of teased him about it because myself and my other co-host, Adam, had never seen it before. And he said, you know what? You can't talk shit until you watch it. Hmm. So we, we did a live tweet of Adam and I watching Love Actually. And both of us actually ended up really liking the movie by the end. <laughs> and we were like, we can't tease you anymore. Like, it's oh. actually a really great movie.
1: Oh, it's kind of like Valentine's Day if you watch for Valentine's Day. Because uh, did you ever watch that one?
0: Uh, no. I haven't seen oh. that. One. But I don't talk shit about that one either.
1: Yeah, that that's an interesting one as well, too. It's very similar in the same vein as Love Actually, but it's on the day of Valentine's Day.
0: Who knew Mark was such a mush? I know. Right? Shut up. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just nice <laughs> seeing the softer side of Mark. I know. Hashtag mon- softer side of Mark. I know. It's always monsters and. Hey. I, I'll be yeah. honest with you. I'll be honest with you. When I was like, when I, when I was talking to you guys before we started doing this, there was a part of me that was like, I picked two people that are into horror. Why would I? <laughs> Why did I pick them? Why did I pick them for a Christmas episode? And I'm pleasantly surprised of how not only one, how fun this episode has been so far, but two, we're getting to see a softer side of Mark. I love now, it. Hold okay, on, before, I'll go to Sears
2: after this. It's okay. Before we move off of Love, actually. Sure. Do you know the most important part of watching it during the holidays? The order in which you should watch it.
0: No. There's an order you need to There's watch it? There's an order? Yeah,
2: you watch Love Actually and then you watch Die Hard because then Alan Rickman gets
0: punished oh, he's
2: yeah. such a dick. <laughs>
0: That's funny. That's funny because of what he did to his wife. Okay. Yes. I got it. <laughs> After being a horrible husband to his wife, he becomes. He decides to become a terrorist. Where John such... McClane kills him in California.
1: Oh, uh, remember so. to shoot the glass.
0: <laughs> I. It's you know what. Like it's weird to say, but like this is a. Christmas is always a great time to remember Alan Rickman. Yes. Um, obviously, because of Die Hard, because of Love Actually, and because of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. In particularly this year, like, I know that Harry Potter reunion is coming up on January 1st, oh. and I can't wait to watch it. But, man, like, that hit me the other day, watching that trailer. Like <gasps> Me too! Being them all connecting and seeing how great it is for them to see each other again, but then realizing that Alan Rickman's not going to be somebody. a part of it. Yeah. Like, that kind of hit me a little bit.
1: Well, yeah. What about the Robin Hood reunion with Kevin Costner? What, Robin Hood
2: Yeah, it's not, <laughs> There's no it's, Robin Hood no. reunion. No, but I, I felt the exact same way watching that thing. Like, Alan's not there.
3: Yeah, yeah. Maybe
0: or or Dogma. Well, I mean, and it's very similar to, and I know we're getting off topic again, too, but the same way that HBO Max did the the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Yes. Like it was weird without doing it without Uncle Phil. Yeah. Because that actor had passed away and there was a, a a moment in the in the in the reunion where they reminisced about working with him and it got really sad for a while. And mm-hmm. I almost guarantee you that is going to happen. They are oh. going to reminisce about working with Alan and it's going to break me. Yep.
1: I think Kevin Smith has a personal side to that, too, because he got to work with He with worked with Rickman. him for Dogma. Yeah? Yeah. And Rickman was such a, a a great person if you listen to any of his podcasts. So uh, if the listeners are out there and love Alan Rickman, listen to Kevin Smith's stuff when he talks about Dogma on uh, Fatman. What was it? Fatman on Batman. Fat Man now, it's Fatman Fat Beyond at this
0: point, but... Uh, well, it's also
2: on the Evening with Kevin Smith DVDs. There's I some well. stories on that. Yeah, yeah. But
0: that was also before Alan had passed away, though, too. So, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I, and there will be an Alan Rickman episode of Wilhelm in the future. It's already marked. It's already oh, going to yeah. happen. Um, I mean, because, you know, aside from, again, the Harry Potter movies and Die Hard and Love Actually, you mentioned Robin Hood. I, I adore him in galaxy quest and oh, yeah. we all galaxy, love quest. galaxy
1: quest here. You know, you know that <laughs> he has
0: such a body of work that there will, there will be an Alan Rickman episode. Oh, definitely. Anyway, moving past. I mean, again, it, Alan Rickman and Christmas kind of go together yes. for, for, many re- for many reasons, for many reasons. Anything else to say on, on love actually, Mark or,
1: or James? No, not pretty much. I just love all the stories and uh, they touch me in the way of Christmas as well as romance. So I, I just enjoyed it as much. And it's something that I look forward to watching every year.
0: Softy Mark. I know. I love it.
1: I told you to shoot the glass.
0: <laughs> uh, so I guess that brings me to my number one. And if you haven't figured it out already, because I talked about it earlier and I said it was in one of my remainders and I haven't mentioned it yet. My number one, also a movie I watch every Christmas Eve, the Muppet Christmas Carol there you go Yay. Awesome. It, it is the oh man like i every time i watch this movie and it will be this way every year i watch this movie mm-hmm. i turn into a little kid <laughs> i sing along with the music i sing along with the songs it's like i i absolutely adore this movie and it's such a great iteration of a christmas carol Not just for the storytelling of Gonzo and Rizzo, but the fact that this is a Muppet movie and I've watched behind the scenes of this, too, where, you know, when they when they brought on Michael Caine to play Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, Mm -hmm. and they told him, like, you have to realize this is a Muppet movie. There's going to be goofiness. Michael Caine turned to them and he's like, oh, no, I'm playing this straight. Wow. And he did. And it works. It works so well. He is the straight man in this entire movie. Like you could pick him out of this movie and put him in a live action version of Scrooge. And it works because he's so dead. Like he is. He plays it absolutely straight. And it's amazing. Brilliant in this movie. I haven't seen it in years. I have to watch it. And he didn't say he was playing it straight to be a dick or because he was like, that was his method. He said like, no, that's the way it should be played because that's how it's going to stand out. And it does. He is, there's no humor in his character at all. Like there's no goofiness with the Muppets. He doesn't goof around with the Muppets. He treats the Muppets like they are actual people, like they're actual ghosts. He plays it straight and it's brilliant, and it works, and it's one of my favorite parts of that movie. Wow. Because he's an amazing Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh.
2: He's one of my favorite Scrooges.
0: I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. But, I mean, like, how can... I mean, like... I I mean, and this is going back to The Muppets, too, where you still had a lot of the classic Muppet... uh, yeah, Kermit,
1: yeah, Piggy, you had Ozzy. You had
0: Steve Whitmire as still as the voice of Rizzo. You had uh, Dave Goles as Gonzo. You had Frank Oz as Miss Piggy. Like you still had a lot of the voice the, actors, the original voice actors doing the voices of the Muppets. Awesome. And man, it's just, I, I don't know what else to say. I just adore this movie. And I have to, it's, one of my must watches every year and it's usually on Christmas Eve. There you go. So that was a great top five and I'll be honest, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. We went off on a couple of tangents. Yeah. But, that's but it right.
2: wouldn't be it wouldn't be Wilhelm without tangents.
0: Right? Exactly. You should just rename the podcast Tangents. Tangent. So <laughs> uh but we all have honorable mentions, which we'll go through a couple of them quickly. I definitely have some honorable mentions. I have way too many um i actually only have a few um all right let's start with uh mark give me one of yours and again we're going to go through these relatively quickly we're not going to spend too much time on these uh
1: uh the first couple would be home alone home alone Two.
0: okay yeah those Uh, are are again we talked about them a little bit earlier but those are they're great choices yeah uh jamie what's one of your honorable mentions
2: uh, I'm actually going to go with something new as opposed to the rest of my list. The uh, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special
0: is so good. It's
2: so good. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it good. Was it's it was so much I fun. I like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, you know what? I'm I'm looking at my list and I will mention something new as well. This movie actually just came out this year. I thought um, you were going to put this higher. Oh, so really? you know what I'm talking about already. I know what you're talking about. It's such a great movie. Um, One of my honorable mentions is 8-Bit Christmas.
2: I've yet to watch it. I have it, but I haven't watched it it yet. It's totally worth watching. It's really, really cute. It was
0: it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was honestly a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like it made me cry at the end. Yeah, the ending. The ending got to me. I mean so I mean the ending got me in two different ways. Like the ending got me with happy tears, and then almost immediately, like a couple minutes later, sad tears. Yeah. No, yeah, the ending got me. And I'm like, yeah, but there's so much heart in the movie. It's honestly, think of it's a modern day Christmas story. Not played 24 hours a day. <laughs> mixed, mixed yes. with Jingle All the Way, maybe. Hmm. And I don't know. I haven't with, watched it yet. With so. a little bit of Stranger Things mixed in. Really? Not gonna par- watch this movie. <laughs> not, not the paranormal aspect, but the the kids' the, friendships. The kids, aspect. like their their interactions. Okay. And yeah. the eighties love. And the eighties love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. 8-Bit Christmas. Highly recommend. All right. Cool. Uh, Mark, what's another one of your honorable mentions?
1: Uh, you actually kind of mentioned it. Jingle all the way. <laughs> uh, you know, you have uh, Jake Lloyd there with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he has to get uh, his Turbo man. <laughs> put that cookie down. Put that cookie down. Yeah. Uh, you know, and other than that, would be Batman Returns. But yeah, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> I I knew just mentioning Jingle All the Way was going to turn into bad Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, impressions. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't it wouldn't be right if it didn't. Of course. <laughs> uh, Jamie, what's another honorable mention? Uh, White Christmas. Yeah, that's a classic.
2: Yeah, I I didn't get into it until, like, I don't know, maybe five years ago. And I was like, you know what? This is a really good movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Why didn't go to Black Christmas?
2: Okay, if we were on a different <laughs> podcast, that would have totally been on my list. That is not the podcast we are look, on. <laughs>
0: look, if, if this was a different episode of Wilhelm... We I, have, Silent no, night, deadly I night? have no doubt. <laughs> Silent night, deadly night. Uh, Santa's Slay with Bill Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Frost, the killer snowman. Like oh yeah. Oh, there was
2: obviously.
0: Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Oh, Gremlins. I... Yeah, like this. The list gremlins, would be Krampus? very different. Actually, Krampus.
1: that I you you kind of rang it in. Okay, good. <laughs> Continue.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, unless anybody
2: has anything else to say about White Christmas,
0: it's. I mean, it's it, 1957. It's a classic. I mean, Bing yeah, Crosby, um, Danny Bing, Bing Crosby and da- Bing Crosby and Danny fucking K, <laughs> Danny fucking K, <laughs> 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 to bring it back to Christmas vacation. Uh, it's yeah, it's a great movie. All right. Uh, let's see. What is another one of my honorable mentions? I'm go. Okay, so this one is one that just I. I absolutely adore this movie should have been higher, almost made my top five. I went with a Christmas movie from 1994 for an honorable mention uh, with Nicolas Cage, John Lovitz and Dana Carvey trapped in paradise.
2: I've not seen that.
0: It is a movie. uh, Mark, you've seen this movie, right? I've seen it a long time ago. I can't remember too much about it. (laughs) Um, It's basically Nicolas Cage, John Lovitz and Dana Carvey are three brothers who um, are in paradise, Pennsylvania, and they end up robbing a bank on Christmas Eve and they get stuck in the town after they rob the bank. Hmm. And it's the the it's actually the manager of the bank and his family who end up taking them in when they're stranded, not realizing that these are the three men that just robbed their bank.
1: All right. Well, can I add to that with reindeer games with Ben Affleck?
0: That's not a Christmas movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And now we've got Mark
0: back. (laughs) That's not a Christmas movie. But Lieutenant Dan. That's not even a good movie. <laughs> Mark, what's another one of your honorable mentions? Uh, Jack Frost from 1998 with Michael Keaton. I love that movie. <laughs> that movie, that was in my honorable mentions as well. That movie gets so much shit. But man, like. Yeah, I know. yeah uh, the end of that movie when Michael Keaton and Kelly Preston and their son are all together again after like seeing him like yeah. that movie makes me cry every time like that movie gets so much shit but it's such a great movie.
1: It's a, it's a fun movie. Especially when they do the snowballs and he's doubling it with his arms and it's like a rapid fire. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great movie. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad I'm not the only one that loves that movie.
2: No, it's a fun movie yeah i like it too i mean it, like
0: it, who would not be, who wouldn't want to believe that playing a harmonica would bring their dead dear their dead father back yeah. as a snowman as a snowman because
1: he was a blues
0: harmonica playing guy yeah yeah uh jamie what's another honorable mention?
2: uh this is actually my last one okay uh the 1938 christmas carol
0: It's been a long time.
1: Wow. I haven't seen that in forever.
2: That one that that one was a staple around my house. And then like the big thing was you always had to focus in the morning when Scrooge wakes up and there's the cameraman in the mirror. Like you have to see the the blooper.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to go back and see that now. (laughs) That's yeah, Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and check that out now. I did not realize that.
2: Yeah, that was one of the things.
0: But that was but also was at a like, different, yeah. That was also at a different time too, where continuity wasn't as important. Nah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that one was just like a staple. I mean, I love all of the Christmas Carol type movies. They, like, that I just
0: love that story. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, the, yeah. The, the the um, um, oh my god! Why can't I think of the one? Oh, Charles Dickens. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like well, my mind is blanking. Who wrote a Christmas Carol? <laughs> um, I actually have a hardbound copy of a Christmas Carol. Oh, you too, by Charles yeah. Dickens. Yeah. yeah, same. And way. it's yeah, it's such a classic. It's such a I classic mean, it's story. It's the
2: ultimate spirit of Christmas movie. Yeah, but, right. Okay, so you know that song? It's like scary ghost stories. Like you know, things you do on Christmas. I can't think of the rest of the m- music right now.
0: Um, these are a few of my favorite things.
2: No, no, no. It's, um, it's a Christmas song. It's
0: I don't know. Me neither. (laughs)
2: Crap. But anyway, (laughs) there's a Christmas song that (laughs) mentions one of the things you do on Christmas is tell scary ghost stories. And for years, for years, I listened to this song and was like, who the fuck tells horror movies on Christmas? I mean, me, but not normal people that would write a Christmas Carol. Um, but and then I realized it was this story It was a Christmas Carol is what they're talking about
0: with the scary ghost stories
2: okay and yeah I gotta I, I, out which I, I, song it was
0: and it makes sense because yeah it's uh yeah you're right I mean it is it it, it is a ghost story yeah so yeah it makes total <laughs> sense oh it's the most wonderful time of the year yes that's the song yeah yeah I was looking it up <laughs> <laughs> um mark how many more you got
1: uh I'll do one traditional and the other's non-traditional. So the first one which is traditional would be Babe's in Toyland from 1961.
0: Oh, you mean not the Keanu Reeves version?
1: Not the Keanu Reeves okay. version, sorry. <laughs> I grew up with the 61 version, so uh I still yeah. have a
0: couple more honorable mentions too, so yeah.
1: but uh obviously, you know, uh Gremlins Die Hard Lethal Weapon, yeah, and Edward's her Hands. <laughs>
0: I'm reserving what I have to say. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any others, or is that all you have? No, no that's all I got. All yeah. right. I mean, I have a couple others that I'll, I'll make mention of them real quick. Um, nobody mentioned the Polar Express. No. Nope. I
2: have a problem with the Uncanny Valley of that movie. Really? I can't. I can't sit and like watch the whole thing. It bugs me. All right. Fair. I enough. like this. I like the story. I like everything else, but the Uncanny Valley of the Faces gets to me.
0: Okay. That's weird. All right. That makes a little bit of sense. I I kind of get that. Uh, made mention of it a little bit earlier, but Elf, yep. is a movie that is I love, but I, I only want to watch it once a year, and I want to watch it for twenty four hours. Exactly. Ah, uh, Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn. Oh, that's hilarious! I love is, that. Is is a movie that I love, and yeah. Paul Giamatti makes a uh, a great Santa. Mm-hmm. It's a little rough to watch because Kevin Spacey is in the movie. Yeah, but
1: set aside, you, your you get past it. Differences, yeah.
0: Uh, the Christmas Chronicles one and two <laughs> Kurt uh,
1: Russell is the best Santa Claus.
0: Kurt Russell is one of the <laughs> best Santas ever. He so is a good, good. Santa. <laughs> uh, I thought San- he was taller. Uh, the Santa Claus one and two. We're not going to mention three. <laughs> uh, nobody had yet to this point has mentioned how the Grinch stole Christmas.
3: Hmm. Cartoon the- Jim or live action?
0: Both. Both, both because Jim Carrey was legendary in that. I I, I enjoy them both. I, I I do. I love the uh the original Dr. Seuss version, but you know, with Chuck Jones mm-hmm. um and Boris Karloff narrating and, and throw Ravenscroft as the you know the yeah. you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. But man, Jim Carrey was awesome as the Grinch.
1: Yeah, he was. He he was very good in it. It was a Ron Howard movie, it was amazing. Uh, you could still see that at Universal Studios in California because they still have the back line.
0: And it also starred um, a person who became the lead singer of The Pretty Reckless, uh, Taylor Momsen, who played Cindy Lou Who. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's now a rock singer now. And The Pretty Reckless is actually pretty awesome. Who yeah, else really- was in
1: that? Was Kirsten Dunst in that or no?
0: In the Grinch? Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. It was uh, Jim Carrey, Taylor Momsen, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, Christine Baranski, Molly Shannon. Okay. Um, Bill Irwin. And I can't remember.
1: Yeah, but the, and it and there's the so others. many. But the thing is, is the 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 work that was done on that film was amazing.
0: Well, yeah. And I mean, even the look of the characters. To look like actual who's from the book.
1: Yeah, exactly. They were, they were perfect. Were great.
0: Uh, I only have two others. Uh, one of them is a holiday movie, not Christmas. Um, I'm a big fan of the Adam Sandler movie, Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> I th- it's a Hanukkah movie, but I think it's just a ton. Of it works. Fun. And another movie that I think really doesn't get the credit it's due. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah. Especially when he goes for the tanning and he gets the Botox.
0: Well, but not like not <laughs> even that. Like Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis, it's actually based off a John Grisham novel. Mm. Um, I didn't they, know that. Yeah. It, it was based off a John Grisham novel called Stealing Christmas. And, you know, for anybody who's ever seen it, it's basically this family that, that, that goes all out for Christmas every year, decides with their daughter away from school, they're just going to take a vacation and not celebrate and the town turns against them. Um, but like, I just I love the end of that movie. The end of that movie is probably one of my favorite endings to any Christmas movie hmm. when Tim Allen goes across the street to the neighbor that he never gets along with and he gives him and his wife his wife who has, oh, yeah, his wife has cancer. Yep. He's not really well off either. You know, they they haven't seen their son in years. They're they're really having a very difficult Christmas. And instead of going on the vacation, they decide to give the vacation to the neighbors across the street. And it's yeah.
1: so touching, it's so touching. Uh, and it was all to impress his daughter who, who was coming home.
0: Well, not giving the vacation. That was like an honest like, yeah. That was a gesture that, that he was did a, an honest gesture.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then you had Cheech Marin in it. You had Jake Busey in it yeah, and Dan a whole Achroyd. bunch of people. Uh, to add on to that would be what? The Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito.
0: And, <laughs> and Matthew, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, while we're on bad Christmas movies, <laughs> as, as, as much as I love him. Mm -hmm. this movie had two of my favorite actors in it. One who unfortunately is no longer with us, but the other one is a current favorite of mine. Uh, A Merry Friggin' Christmas had Robin Williams and Joel McHale. That's right. From 2014. It was one of Robin's final movies. Yeah, it's I watched it because it's I love Joel McHale and Robin Williams. Um, It's not a good movie.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't a good movie. It is not a good movie. No.
0: Robin Williams actually plays Joel McHale's dad. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that it just was not a good movie. Eh. All right. Cool, great <laughs> top great top five, great honorable mentions. But we have some feedback from listeners. That we Yay. do. Uh, so a lot of cool listeners, a lot of great listeners wrote in and told us some of their favorites. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and go through that now. Uh, starting with our friend Jason Kabasi. Jason says, uh, A Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation are two uh, are my two favorites. Both so much fun uh for TV movies. I also love how The Grinch Stole Christmas. I think it's pretty much perfect and magical.
2: He's awesome. not wrong. He's not, no, wrong, he's at not wrong at all. <laughs> not at no. all. All right. Up next, we have Derek O'Neill. My favorite traditional holiday movies are still A Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, and A Miracle on 34th Street. He typoed. He wrote 1994, but I think. I think
0: he means 1947. Yeah.
2: I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Derek. <laughs> and he says there's a reason that they're a classic.
0: Okay. Again, the 1994 version is still great. It's still great. Yeah.
1: Uh, Megan Dive Lehman or Lehman states uh, A Christmas story in Emmett's Otters Jug Band Christmas.
0: That's a classic. Oh, that is that a is classic. a classic. Emmett Otters. I haven't seen that in years. Huh. Um our, our friend Steve Brown uh gave two he actually said die hard and gremlins as well, but I because we were keeping them traditional, I'll <laughs> uh, I'll mention that he did say those as well. Uh but in addition to that, he also listed Miracle on 34th Street in 1947. Correct version. Uh, and and it's a wonderful. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Uh another friend, Damien Vital, says Miracle on 34th Street, the original. And White Christmas are two of my favorites that I'll watch every year multiple times. He and I are on the same wavelength.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Damien's got it. He's got, you know, he watched it in the 80s. Uh, Well, Barbie Allen likes every Christmas Eve since I can remember we've watched Scrooge, a musical take on A Christmas Carol starring Albert Finney as Scrooge and Al Guinness as Jacob Marley's Ghost. Hardly anyone talks about this version, and it's so good.
0: You had me at Alec Guinness as Jacob Marley's ghost. Yeah. (laughs) I need to watch this. I've never seen this version.
1: That's pretty cool. I remember Albert Finney, but I didn't remember uh, Alec
0: Guinness. If it's a a musical, I wonder if Alec Guinness sings. That
1: would be interesting.
2: It's been a long time since I've seen this version. I forgot about that version.
1: I'm
0: going to have to find it. Same here. Uh, Laura Willie Swink, uh, not movies, but they are traditional. Uh, if I am able, I watch every single Rankin and Bass claymation cartoon I can find, especially the more obscure ones like Nestor the long eared donkey. <laughs> oh, I
2: forgot about that one. Yeah,
0: hey, that's Dominic the donkey, <laughs>
1: it's the wrong
0: donkey. Uh, or The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. As far as movies go, I have to watch Love actually every year, yep. usually alone, but that's okay with me. <laughs> Uh, And it's and it's a wonderful life, which makes me cry every single time.
2: All right, Laura, you can watch with Mark this year.
0: (laughs) He's a fan.
1: We just learned it. I am. I I stated it. It's okay.
2: Uh, Maria Granada, Home Alone 1 and 2, Miracle on 34th Street, both 1947 and
0: 1994.
2: Acceptable. Exactly. (laughs) It's a Wonderful Life, The Polar Express, and... She also likes to watch the 1994 Little Women
0: movie during Christmas. I could see that. I mean, yeah. you, you know, like there's a lot of people that even though it only really is part of one of the movies, there are people that have traditions now that they watch Harry Potter every Christmas.
2: Yeah, you I know? watch Harry Potter at Christmas.
0: I actually and- this year I am uh, I, I am reserving my Christmas day for I am rewatching the Lord of the Rings. Ooh, that's good. 20th anniversary
1: yes it is i
0: really should have done an episode on a whale home but i didn't plan it in time Nah, do it again <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> one all more, right Mark. well uh last one would be kelly burgess and she says home alone the family stone and the family man and she says i consider while you were sleeping to be a holiday movie and it's the one that i watch without fail every year uh Yeah, you got to give her that, you know, while you were sleeping, you know, got to love it. That's a good movie.
0: That's a fun movie. Like, I I honestly, I have Bill Pullman on the list to do an episode of, too, uh, because I love Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. You mean the president, right? The president, yeah. In Independence Day? Right. (laughs) If you listen to Run for Your Lives, you've heard me monologue his speech. Exactly.
2: If you haven't, you should go listen to that. If you like Ben at all, right now, <laughs> listen, to,
0: listen to the Independence Day episode of Run For Your Lives, because I do at the very end of the movie music and all I monologue the president's speech. It's it's good.
1: It's brilliant. It's a great speech. Though. It was fun.
0: Um, but thank you so much, everybody, for that feedback. I, I really hope to continue doing feedback into 2022. So thank you, everybody who left uh, feedback for me this year. Um, or for this episode, rather, because this is the final episode of 2022. So no more episodes going in. What year? 2021. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie.
2: <laughs> I have a feel like we're want to... We're probably going to want to skip 2022 like we've done the last two years. But Is hey. it 2020?
0: <laughs> Hold on. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still stuck on 2019 time. Same here. As are many people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, but... Uh, Anything going on for you guys, Mark? I know you have Adrenaline Cinema and Panels the Pixels. And Jamie, I know you just guessed it on Adrenaline Cinema as well.
1: Yeah, uh, Jamie and I just finished up. You and I finished up uh, They Live. That's out there for people to hear on Adrenaline Cinema podcast.
0: I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Yeah, she said that. And I'm all, all out of bubblegum bubblegum.
1: <laughs> so yeah, you can hear me on Adrenaline Cinema podcast. Uh that episode has already released. Coming this week, you will be hearing the fifth element with Lara Willie Swink and myself. It's a great. Movie. great so, movie. I'll have Lilo that.
0: multipass.
1: <laughs> yep, Lilo Dallas. To all of us with our vaccination cards Corban, <laughs> so uh you'll hear ruby that rod. soon and then uh i might have on to panels to pixels
0: i'm gonna have to leave feedback for fifth in the and, voice of ruby rod
1: of course just don't scream too loud because it distorts
0: <laughs> yeah. uh so uh
1: Along with that, you could hear me on panels to pixels with Steve Brown, and we cover. Uh, right now, we're covering Hawkeye. We're finishing up that so good, and then we're going to be doing a podcast, a spoiler full podcast about Spider Man No Way Home. So good, and hopefully, Mister <laughs> Ben Beck himself could be on it.
0: I'm hoping. Right. So Hawkeye, that, man, Hawkeye and Spider Man are both so good right now.
1: They're really good. So uh, you could check that. Out there on, a, you know, Adrenaline Cinema Podcast, on the Pyrocore Entertainment Network, or, you know, Panels to Pixels on the Next Level Online Radio Network. Wrong. Try again. The Next Level Online Wrong. Radio. Wrong. Try again. The Next Level <laughs> Podcast Network.
0: There you go. There it is. Yay! <laughs>
1: hey!
0: <laughs> I got it. I
1: got it.
3: Thank for those you, of,
0: for those of you listening at home, anytime I listen to Panels to Pixels, I always hear Mark say the network's name wrong, and I always message him. So I'm going to try and drill it in him this time.
1: He's going to drill it into me till I get it. So now that I got it right, it's great. Yes.
0: Next level podcast network. Okay, um, go. Jamie, any other podcasts you know you're going to be on in the future? Or what are some of the podcasts you're enjoying listening to right now?
2: Um, I am scheduled at some point in time to do, uh, continue the Friday, the 13th coverage with Damien on watch it in the eighties. Nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: cause we're going to go to four. We've done one and two so far. We still gotta do three and four. Um, three is up next three is my quintessential eighties horror movie because it's just so cheesy and <laughs> gimmicky. And, I and love it's it. 3d. It's 3d. Um, and I have the 3d glasses with the Jason mask. <gasps> Because of course I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you are watching Dexter, you absolutely need to be listening to Paik and Rima's coverage of Dexter New Blood
0: on Strange Indeed. Like one hundred and ten percent agree. agree. Yep. I, same here. Their <laughs> yeah. coverage has been so phenomenal. Good. And what helps is that this season of Dexter New Blood has also been fucking amazing
1: oh Oh, it is
2: so
0: good um
2: and on amazing yellow jackets the podcastica coverage of yellow jackets is also phenomenal Mm -hmm. because that show needs a companion podcast
0: it does i haven't started watching that show yet you gotta join us there's a lot of shows i need to watch Join
1: us. One of us.
0: One <laughs> of us. <laughs> well, I will on, on the note of Podcastica podcast. I mean, yeah, we mentioned Strange Indeed with Raymond Paik, um, who are, I think they're just wrapping up their coverage of Lock and Key as mm-hmm. well with Dexter New Blood and Great British Bake Off. I think they finished with already. Yeah. I'm um, mm-hmm. over on House Podcastica, which is where Wendy and those girls are covering Yellow Jackets uh, at the same time. Me. Uh, Greg and Wendy are also covering Amazon's The Wheel of Time.
2: Which you guys are killing it.
0: That show is so good.
2: Yeah, but I definitely need your help with like who's named what and what.
0: (laughs) Trust me, if it wasn't for the fact that I was podcasting on it, I probably would not be remembering everybody's names either. But I've kind of got it down at this point. But and the three of between the three of you
2: and then Derek's podcast, like I've got it, I'm like, OK, I know what's going on. You guys are great. You're all fantastic. Thank you for helping me. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, one more episode because the final episode of the season drops on Christmas Eve. Actually, at the same time, this episode is going up on Christmas Eve, the this season finale of Wheel of Time. So probably we might be a little delayed in recording only because it's Christmas weekend. Um, but next week will be the last episode of House Podcasting about Wheel of Time until season two. So, but that's been uh, that's been a lot of fun. Um, so, a couple of things, real quick, to make mention of before we close this out on this podcast. First off, uh, again, thank you for all the feedback that came in. Um, going forward into 2022, the show is going to be taking a little bit of a different format. The feed will actually by March first will be moving to a new feed. So, um, I want you, if you're a fan of this show, I want you to go on whatever podcasting platform you're on and look for the spotlight with Ben Beck podcast, subscribe to that feed because as of March 1st, Wilhelm is going to be moving to that feed because Wilhelm and the spotlight with Ben Beck podcast are going to be merging, uh, which means all the great interviews I do with people from movies and television, uh, on the spotlight are going to become a part of this podcast, So go over there. Make sure you subscribe to that. I'm still going to continue to be posting episodes on this feed until March 1st. But after March 1st, um, all new episodes of Wilhelm are going to be on that podcast feed. So you want to subscribe to there. Also into 2022, I mentioned this last episode. Episodes of Wilhelm are going to be bi-weekly. So every two weeks, there's going to be a new episode rather than every week. However, um, there will be any interviews that I do for the Spotlight portion of it will be bonus episodes of Wilhelm pasted in between, as well as movie reviews for new movies coming out will also be special bonus episodes pasted in between as well. So you'll get at least one episode every two weeks, if not more. Um, And that's one of the reasons why we're doing that. Lastly, Wilhelm is going to branch out into television as well into 2022. The Wilhelm sound effect also stretches into television, so why not bring television into Wilhelm? Which is... The way I'm looking at it Um, until then, if you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review on uh, Apple podcasts on either this feed, Wilhelm or the spotlight with Ben back and let me know. Uh, Also follow me on social media, Facebook at facebook.com slash the Wilhelm podcast, Instagram at the Wilhelm pod. And you can always reach out to me directly at the Wilhelm podcast at gmail.com. I will be posting into next year. The episodes. That we're going to be covering ahead of time, at least a week, so that you can leave feedback on the Facebook page or send me email. So, all the great people that left me feedback this week, continue to do that, as well as anybody else that's listening. Send in your feedback, and it'll get read on on the podcast. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, one other thing, I'm there. There's it's a lot, but it's the last show of the year, so I got to fit it in. Um, There's a possibility I might also be launching a Patreon for Wilhelm into 2022, uh, which will throw things on like listener spotlights where I'll focus on some of the movies that you like. Uh, You might get some goodies from me if you subscribe over the months and stuff like that. And it's basically a way for some of the listeners to support the show if they want to. Uh, So look for that going into 2022 as well when the show returns. Uh, First episode of 2022 will be a year in review where me and my guests are going to look back at some of our favorite movies from 2021 uh, and look for that hopefully I think around the second week of January when we kick off the new year. But I think that's it. That was a mouthful. That was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah. I apologize. It was, it was a lot of a uh, lot of information to take in.
1: There was a lot of cookies.
0: Yeah. Put that cookie down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any final notes from either one of you before we uh, we head out? Not really.
2: Thanks for having me. I always have fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this this episode was a lot of fun. I'm, this was fun. I'm, I'm really glad this is how we're we're sending out the new year or in the new year, <laughs> sending out 2021 uh, on this episode. This was a ton of fun. Uh, so with that being said, to all of the listeners out there, thank you for all the fabulous support that you always give me, uh, the amazing feedback and for being listeners. Um, hopefully you continue to do so into 2022. Until then, happy holidays. Have a happy and safe new year. And we'll see you next year for new episodes of Wilhelm. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye
2: you yeah.